Welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Lee Humphreys. So today's episode is the completion of this mini-series that we've been going through, which lays out the seven natural laws of health. So just as a brief reminder what a natural law is, it's something that's quite obvious, very much in, under your nose, so much so that you ignore it and don't think about it. And yet when we don't follow these natural laws of health, when we're living out of harmony with them, the inevitable result or consequences of such choices are that our health diminishes, deteriorates, diseases produced, we have a life of misery, pain, and all kinds of medical expenses. On the flip side, when we do choose to live our lives according to these natural laws of health, where we structure the, the activities and patterns of behavior and habits that create our lifestyle, when our lifestyle is such that it follows the wisdom of what the natural principles of health teach us, then we get to experience the effects of those choices, which are energy, health, vitality, clear mind, ability to focus and make decisions quickly, even healed emotions, emotional balance and health, physical balance or physical health, energy, longevity, all the things that we want. So today's natural law of health is something that in the last few decades, the establishment has really slammed hard against. And that is the need for sunshine. We've been taught to believe that sunshine is going to kill us when quite the opposite is true. When you think about it, it's actually a ridiculous thing that sunshine is going to cause something in your body that will take you out. But let's not go there for right now. As with everything on these in this series, then I have I have combined the physical health care with your emotional, energy, um, mental, psychological health care, which is under the understanding of your energy system, combining that with your health, um, your health, physical body, because they are two sides of the same coin. You cannot separate your energy system from your body, your psychological, mental and emotional well-being with your physical well-being. It's impossible to do so. And so to, again, ignore half of yourself or actually a larger portion of yourself by ignoring the existence of your energy system is not only ludicrous, but it prevents you from fully being able to understand how your body works, understand how to care for it, and prevents you from fully being able to heal anything. So as I've done so with everything in this series, then I've referred to the wisdom of Carolyn Meese in her book, Why People Don't Heal and How They Can. So I encourage you again, if you haven't looked into her, I highly recommend that you do so. So I'm gonna talk, share a little bit about what she says regarding uh, the energy center that, that I correlate with sunshine. And that is your seventh chakra, which is the energy center located at the top of your head. Kind of feel like um, in a newborn baby, 
you know how they have a soft spot where their, their cranial bones have not fully grown together. It's kind of right in the middle of the top of their head. That area right there is the energy center of your, known as your seventh chakra. And the endocrine gland that is associated with that is your pituitary gland, which is the mother gland for all things. And I'll get into that in a minute. So let's look at what Carolyn Meese has to say about the seventh chakra. The organs and tissues that it regulates or that it, uh, it highly influences is your muscular system, your skeletal system, and your skin. The mental and emotional uh, patterns or issues or things that can get all jacked up and, and hindered and distorted uh, in this area that can create physical disease are these. The ability to trust life or the inability to trust life. And that kind of comes full circle corresponds with our root chakra, our base physicality, which I began this series with. It has to do with values, ethics, and courage. What do you value? Do you value your life? Do you value or do you follow the ethic of do no harm? Or do you follow the ethic of it's everything everyone's out for themselves and just doing whatever you need to do to get by to survive and screw over other people and who cares ethics and values okay it has to do with humanitarian humanitarianism and humanitarian projects selflessness the ability to mature spiritually and emotionally the ability to see the larger pattern the big picture of how things are structured together to see the, the macro of how your life is structured to see all the different patterns so that you can understand the micro. Faith and inspiration, spirituality and devotion is your di direct connection to the divine. Okay. So when you have issues with these things, when you've had um, inappropriate teachings that have led you to believe erroneous things, and when there's a lot of social conditioning that tells you um, the opposite of these values, uh, core values and um, things that I just read that are going to lead you in a detrimental direction, the physical dysfunctions that can happen are all kinds of energetic disorders, mystical depression, which, yes, that is a thing. Chronic exhaustion that is not linked to a physical disorder because it's a spiritual issue. Extreme sensitivities to light and sound and other environmental factors. So this is a very, very important one and actually a good one to end this series on. So how much light do you expose your body to? How much light do you live in? Is it real light or fake or artificial light? Not just the physical sunshine light, but you could use, say, light metaphorically as light of your countenance, light of your spirit, of your consciousness, how developed and open and aware and conscious you are in your life. Okay. Do you make it a point to get outside and sunbathe, to expose your skin to sun? I know this goes absolutely contrary to the nonsense that we've been taught to believe for many years. So let's get into that right away. This seventh chakra 
correlates with the endocrine system, which is that the, the master gland of your endocrine system is your pituitary gland, which resides in the center of your head. And that sends out and makes reg hormones that regulate all the other glands in your endocrine system. Your pituitary gland, your entire endocrine system requires, requires sunshine and vitamin D to work properly. Sunshine regulates your endocrine system. So the idea that sunshine is bad for you, that sunshine is going to give you cancer, that sunshine is some scary thing that you have to cover yourself with and never expose your skin to sunshine because of the fear of some skin disease, the fear of getting said disease could actually bring it upon you. The fear is worse than the actual thing. If you're living your life by fear, then there's really something you need to examine there. So back in the day, chemical companies decided that they wanted to come up with something to create more of a, a new product for more of an income stream. Hence the birth of sunscreen was born. And today it's been around for so long, we don't even think about it. We slather it up every time we go outside. Sometimes people are like so paranoid and terrified of the sun that they can't even go outside without putting it on them. But let me tell you what's in it. A lot of toxic petroleum-based chemicals that are absolutely known to cause cancer. So while you're living with the fear of possibly getting cancer, and so you slather all this crap on your skin, loaded with chemicals that are known to cause cancer, what are you doing? What are you doing? The body makes vitamin D through the exposure to sun. We have to have vitamin D. One of the reasons why there's so much skin cancer, not only is all of the carcinogen toxic chemicals within the sunscreen, but the fact that that chemical cream stuff blocks the body's ability to make vitamin D. We're told that we have to use sunscreen because for the P, uh, SPF factors and to block out the UV ray lights or the UV rays of light. There's a couple of different kinds of them. One of those kinds of UV ray, light rays your body requires to make vitamin D. The other UV ray light is one that if you have too much exposure to, then that is what can cause the sunburns. Now, the sunscreens only block out one of those two kinds of UV ray lights. It blocks out the kind that you need to make vitamin B, vitamin D. And yes, it does prolong your ability to stay out in the sun. And there are lots of detrimental 
effects as a result of it. So yes, it's important to have some SPV protection and you can do so by using other things that are non-toxic to the body like coconut oil. Coconut oil has a natural SPF. You can always use, also use carrot seed oil and raspberry seed oil and wheat germ oil as well as other things on the market. Just do a Google research or do a, a search online for natural um, sources or forms of SPF and you'll find all kinds of things. You do not need to toxify your body with sunscreen every time you go out into the sun if you're afraid of not wanting to be out there for so long that you get a, a sunburn. Another reason that causes sunburns as well as cancer is the quality of your diet. If you do not have a diet that's high in antioxidants, then you're more prone to sunburns and skin cancers. High oxidant, antioxidant foods are bright colored foods, especially a lots of berries and fruits. Antioxidants, the chemicals that are known as antioxidants, those compounds, are the compounds within the food that gives them their color. So if you eat a lot of reds and blues and purples and oranges, color and greens, colors of foods, every day, all day long, if that's a big part of your diet, then you're getting a lot of high antioxidants in your diet. You can also take whole food supplements that are of powders of the whole foods have been dried and ground up into powder if you feel like you're not quite getting enough. But there's no reason why, there's no reason to be afraid of the sun. No reason to be afraid of getting out there, having it on your skin, exposing your skin to sunlight because your body requires it. I always like to bring up this point of if the sun really was the cause of cancer, then why is it that people are even here? Hundreds of years ago, or before the advent of electricity, people lived outside pretty much most of the time. They were always exposed to the sun because they were always outside doing their thing. So why didn't they get skin cancer? If the sun was actually that dangerous, and if it's actually out to get you and kill you, Why didn't people thousands of years, hundreds of years ago in mass get skin cancer? That alone should tell you something. Especially when you look at the rise of skin cancers, it's only been in the last several decades, which is parallel of corresponds with the rise of the use of sunscreens and the depletion of the quality of diet that people eat. So let's look at what the sun actually does for you. Why do you require? As I mentioned, it corresponds with the, it stimulates and corresponds with the pituitary gland, which is the mother gland for your endocrine system. The sunshine, direct sunshine, stimulates your entire endocrine system. It regulates it. Your, emo, your moods, your, your mental outlook. You know, if you don't get enough sun, then it's very common to go into depression. I mean, just... It's a known thing of in the wintertime, especially in the northern climes, climates, that people will get what's called SAD or seasonal affective disorders because they don't have enough sun. They don't have enough vitamin D. They have not been, there's not enough sunshiny, clear days for them to get out and to absorb vitamin D. It throws everything off in the endocrine system. 
And so you get depressed and you just get low energy and foggy and you don't want to do anything. And then you just, your life becomes just blah. It's a real thing. So you've got to have sun for your endocrine system, as well as the production of vitamin D, which we, it's common knowledge. And we've, you know, I've mentioned it a few minutes ago. So vitamin D is actually really not a vitamin. It's more of a hormone. It's like a cholesterol based or kind of like a fatty based substance or that's, made on the surface of your skin. When sunlight hits your skin, it stimulates the cells and the process of the production of vitamin D. So you've got to have it. It's vital to get out there. And the majority of people anymore are vitamin D deficient. That's why it's like a lot of people will supplement with vitamin D3, which is important. And it can't always take the place of actually getting, trotting yourself out into the sun and exposing your sun, your skin to sun. Your skin requires it. Your body requires sunlight. It's also something that will help regulate your nervous system. It's one of, you know, one of the reasons why just going outside in the sun, going for a walk, it calms you down if you're all jacked up and your nerves are all over the place, you're anxious and fearful and your, your mind is running away with yourself. Go outside in the sun and go, go for a walk. And the sunshine can just help calm your nervous system. And when the sun hits the sensory receptors on your skin, then that's what helps regulate and soothe and nourish your nervous system. Having enough exposure to the sun also regulates your activity cycles or your circadian rhythms. With the advent of the light bulb, hundred and some odd years ago, when then everybody started to spend a lot more time inside instead of outside in the sun. And you able to have lights on at 10, 11, midnight, you know, 24 hours a day, we're able to have light. And so hence the work schedules changed, everything and how people live changed and party all night long because now there's light. But yet that will really mess up your sleep cycles, your circadian rhythms. Because there's the body's response to, again, the touch of sunlight on the eyes, on the top of the head, on the skin. It awakens the endocrine system. It regulates the circadian rhythms, which ties in with one of the things that the pineal gland does. So that you naturally... Wake up earlier in the morning when the sun hits you or when your eyes register light, then you naturally wake up in the morning and then at night and when it's dark, then the, the natural circadian rhythms set, says to your body, slow down, relax, prepare to sleep. If you mess that cycle up, then you run into all kinds of problems. Just anybody who's worked at graveyard for several years or months or something, it's a big jolt to the system. And the it's just completely backwards for the body. And so the body's never in a homeostatic state of proper functioning where it can rest, relax, digest, repair, and then do the activities and all the things during the day. That throwing you out of sync can set you up for disease, breakdown, degeneration, simply because You've thrown your whole rhythm out. Your whole body's out of sync. 
So with the need for sunlight, then how do you receive it? What do you do in order for, to give your body the adequate amount of sunshine, light, vitamin D that it requires without getting sunburned or being out in the sun overexposed too long to where you get heat stroke and such? Well, a lot of it is simple common sense. There's also a thing called heliotherapy. Have you heard of that? Back in the day, it was a popular uh, term back when a hundred years or so ago or more when people were more prone to do natural healing practices, heliotherapy was a thing. It's one of the biggest things that actually helps reverse a lot of disease because it is straight up sunbathing, getting out into the sun. You've got to have vitamin D production. It's to help stimulate the immune system, that regulate the endocrine system, helps with the nervous system, all the things that I said, your sleep cycles, the very things that your body requires in order to heal itself. You've got to have a strong immune system. You've got to have the vitamin D. So how would you go about doing it? Well, the best times of the day of sunbathing is in the mornings between 10 and 12. And I realize a lot of people work between those hours. But if you're able to as much as you can, if not, you can also do it later in the day between three and six. That's when the rays of the sun, the UV rays are such that the most beneficial rays of the sun are strongest in those times, which enhances and encourages the production of vitamin D. So kind of monitor the weather wherever you're at, whatever time of year you're, at, you're in. Obviously, when it's winter and cold and cloudy and snowy, it's not a thing. Or the opposite, the heat of summer, especially in the dry desert when the temperatures are over 100 degrees, then that's just a little too much. But as much as you can during the year, especially the spring and fall, as long as the weather is conducive to that, get out as much as possible into the sun and just do straight up sunbathing. Start with about 10 minutes on your front side, 10 minutes on your back side, and gradually work up to about maybe 15, maybe even 20 minutes, again, depending on the temperature and the climate, of 10 minutes front side or 15, 20 minutes front side, 15, 20 minutes back side. So that you're exposing as much of your surface area, as much of your skin to the sun. And yes, I said skin, expose your skin to the sun. That does not mean cover your body with clothes. Get out into a swimming suit, expose your skin to the sun. That's what is required for all of the health benefits. The sunshine has to actually touch your skin. If Again, if you're concerned, then use some coconut oil and just use common sense. Don't stay out so long that you cook yourself into a red lobster. That's one of those duh factors. Stay out 10 to 15 minutes, front side, 10 to 15 minutes, back side, and then go about your day. Over time, then your skin will develop a nice, healthy tan. It's not about overdoing it to where you become leather skin and you look 50 years older than you are. It's not about hooking yourself to a red lobster. It's just giving yourself enough for your skin to do what it needs to do to receive the sunlight that it needs. Common sense. 
so I'll finish today with a little story of an experience that I had to illustrate the point of all of this. So several years ago, I moved from Las Vegas to Northern California near the coast. And over there, then it was a little cooler and it also was more rainy and had a lot more cloud cover over the course of the whole year. And so being here in Las Vegas, which is like intense sun most of the days, all year long, a lot of sunshine, and then going to Northern California near the coast, it really was quite a jolt for me because I went from bright sunny to cloudy rain. And not just cloudy rain for a few days, but cloudy rain for a lot of days, many days. And my body just kind of went into a freakout mode. And it's, it's difficult to really describe how it felt because it was just completely out of sync. It's just something was just off. I didn't feel right. And then I made the connection. It's like, oh, because I'm not getting the sun, the light that I used to. And so it took quite a while, several months, actually, for my body to acclimate to that climate of not having as much sun it was having a lot more clouds and a lot more rain. And it just, it was just such an eye-opening experience of just the sense of my body being completely off kilter because I didn't get the sun, you know, the vitamin D, the, all of the things that my body requires that it had been gotten used to. So I encourage you, re-educate yourself which is what a lot of my videos and all this whole podcast is about. Allow yourself to learn true principles. Allow yourself to be re-educated, to drop and let go of things that you've been taught that do not contribute to your overall health and well-being. Allow yourself to be open-minded enough to question what you've been taught and to actually look at it's a function of consciousness to look at and assess your life. Am I receiving the results that I want by with what I have been doing, with what I've been taught to do? Just because you've been taught to do something all your life, like slather on sunscreen, doesn't mean it's a true principle, does not mean that it's contributing to your health. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And there's many, many, many things out there that when you start to really dig into them and look at them, you will find that the things that you were taught to do actually produce disease, degeneration, poor health, brain fog, low energy, gut issues, on and on and on. Emotional imbalance, depression, on and on. So if you're tired of experiencing all that stuff, then maybe it's time to look at what you've been taught and throw it away and learn something else. Be willing to be teachable and to try new things like some of the things that I'm, I'm explaining or encouraging you to do. Like getting your off your couch, trotting yourself out into the sun in a bathing suit and expose your skin to sunshine. Okay, And experience it. Do it long enough and then just track and see how you feel. And I promise you, you'll feel, you'll feel better than what you probably feel right now. So that concludes the seven natural laws of health to just to recap and review. So the first one corresponding with your first root chakra is exercise. The second natural law of health in the system that I teach 
corresponds with the second chakra, which is all about relationships and creativity. The third natural law of health, which correlates with your third chakra, is all about what you're putting into your mouth, the quality of foods and the diet that you have. The fourth natural law of health corresponds with your fourth chakra or your heart. Are you living your passion or have you allowed brokenheartedness and trauma to shut you down? The fifth law of health corresponds with the fifth chakra or the throat center, which is all about the quality of air that you're breathing, the quality of words that you're speaking, how well you're breathing. The sixth natural law of health correlates with your pineal gland which is literally an eyeball, hence your third eye, that corresponds with the need for fresh, pure, clean water flowing through your body at all times. And this seventh law of natural law of health corresponds with the seventh chakra, the the pituitary, which regulates your endocrine system. And it's all about the sun. The source of life is sunshine, is light. So I hope you've enjoyed this series. I hope you Hope that it has inspired you, educated you, and encouraged you to do things different, to assess what you're currently doing and seeing what things that you could be doing differently that you could, that would enhance your overall health and well-being, that would move you towards living in greater harmony with these natural laws, as opposed to ignoring them and living against them, hence experiencing the inevitable consequences that are unsavory, uncomfortable, and painful. So with that, thank you again so much for tuning in and staying with me through this whole series. As always, I have a gift for you, a free PDF download that you can grab. It's the link of the, for that is below in the description associated with this video and this episode of the podcast. And that PDF is what it takes to really heal yourself four aspects of yourself that you really need to look at and address. And that does help tie in and talk about not just the physical aspect of you, but your emotional, mental, spiritual, your energetic self, addressing the fact that you are an energy being, that you have an energy system that's highly complex, that regulates the function of your physical body and is highly influential into whether or not you get ill whether or not you can heal, whether or not you stay healthy. So grab that PDF, read through it, take it to heart, share this video, this episode with others, like and share and subscribe to my channel, help me grow my podcast. And with that, thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.